Not another stupid top 10 list. Hi, this is Rochelle Carrington with the Quest Source. Every day we get on and just share a couple of quick ideas about how you can simplify your business and your life and elevate your results. Now, I was in the magazine business for about 16 years, and one of the things that our editors would always tell us was that anything that had a numbered list, like the top 10 ways for good hair, or the top five ways to get the guy of your dreams, those cover lines always sold magazines, much more so than anything else. And so people love lists. But I kind of have a little bit of a problem with a lot of the top 10 lists out there. And that's because, first of all, you can find a gazillion of them on any topic. And secondly, I think that most of those lists have tips that are super general and totally obvious. I mean, if I am really trying to, you know, get healthy, do I need a top 10 list that tells me to cut my sugar intake? I don't think so. I mean, I should probably know that already. And if I don't, then I probably have a bigger problem than just the sugar that I'm eating. So today, what I'm going to do is give you a list. It's not going to be 10 things. It's going to be shorter than that. But I want to give you some real ideas on how to increase your productivity. And I'm not going to mention things like get organized or get rid of distractions because, you know, those are things you already know. And again, if you don't, you've got bigger issues. So here are the main things that I advise my clients to take action on every single day. No excuses. Because if you truly want to get more done in less time and feel energized and productive at the end of the day, then all you have to do is execute the principles on this list. In my opinion, there's really no reason to work nine to five anymore. Because if you can get your stuff done sooner, then you can be done sooner. And with so many people working from home now, you don't have a boss sitting over you making sure you waste time until it's five o'clock. And nine to five is really an arbitrary time frame to work anyway. So choose the number of hours you want to work each day, follow the framework that I'm going to lay out in just the next couple seconds, and give yourself the freedom to do the fun stuff in life again, because that's what it's really all about. So number one, reframe your question. So here's the thing. You already know what you should be doing. The issue is that you don't want to do it or you don't feel like doing it. And the reality is, by the time you actually feel like it, you will be dead. Now, I don't mean to be morbid, but there's a lot of stuff on your task list that you are never in your lifetime going to feel like doing. So you basically have two choices. You either delete it off your list and stop pretending that you're going to do it someday, or you just get the thing done. It's just that simple. Your emotions cannot run your task list. And that's the problem for most of us. You know, your logical brain has to take over because otherwise you're going to spend all day on Facebook and YouTube and you're never going to get anything completed. So rather than looking at your task list and allowing your brain to ask and answer the question, should I do this or do I feel like doing this? You need to reframe your question. And this is what it should be. Will the outcome of this task push me closer to my goal? That's it. It's the only question to ask yourself. If the answer is yes, then you get it done and stop waiting around until you feel like it. If the answer is no, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. It's that easy. Okay, number two, your calendar is your boss. 
Now this is a mindset and a technique. On the technique side, it's pretty, pretty simple. All you need to do is put your consistent daily activities into buckets and then slot them into timeframes on your calendar. So for instance, if you regularly have client outreach or prospecting or spreadsheet evaluation, then those are the buckets of time that you place on your calendar. And each time frame should be 90 minutes or less. So that's the technique part. That's pretty simple, even though most people still don't do it. But the mindset is the more important part because if you have done time blocking, um, you've probably had some stuff in your calendar on, in the past and then something came up, quote unquote, and you didn't follow through on what your calendar said. Why? Because you chose not to. Plain and simply, you looked at your calendar, you thought, ooh, yuck, I don't want to do that, and you chose to do something else. You found something else in that moment that you thought you could do instead. So here's the rule. When you put something on your calendar, you need to think about it like it is your boss telling you what to do, and if you don't do it, you will be fired. Now, a lot of people at this point would say, you know, I'm just not that disciplined, Rochelle. But I would argue that point you are probably more disciplined than you think. If you exercise, if you limit your coffee intake, if you read books or you listen to podcasts consistently, that shows discipline. But the issue is that when you put something on your calendar that you don't really want to do, you then let yourself off the hook. You decide at that particular moment, it's okay to ignore it. And the reality is it's not okay. So here's an example. I exercise six days a week. Not because I want to, but because I like how my body looks when I exercise at that level. So every morning when the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and my brain, you know, starts to come up with 12 different reasons why I shouldn't work out today, I also think about the outcome that that exercise provides me. And that is what gets me out of my comfy bed. It's not the love of exercise. I don't love it. I just do it. And so you've got to become outcome focused. It requires a lot longer term thinking, but it's the only way that you can get yourself to do things that you don't really want to do. So stop ignoring your calendar. It is much smarter than you are, and it is not emotional. Follow it like it's your boss telling you what to do, and your goals will get closer every day. All right, number three, set deadlines for everything. You know, if you've ever done something that you didn't really enjoy or feel comfortable doing, one of the time-tested principles is to set a deadline or a goal because when you know you have a limited time period in which you have to do something that you don't like, it makes it a little bit easier to do. You know, if you ever do any sort of exercise and you've decided that you're going to exercise for 30 minutes, if you know that's the amount of time you've got to do it, then you can push yourself for that amount of time because you know it's going to come to an end very soon. And that's the same thing that you need to do is use those deadlines to your advantage. So set a deadline or a time frame for how long you're going to do a task and then just stick with the task until that deadline is hit. And sometimes, look, it might be 10 minutes. Just do it for 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be a super long deadline. But sometimes when you do something for a short period of time, what you can find is that you can actually continue. It's like if you go and try to do push-ups and you're going to do 10, you just might be able to eke out five more. You never know. Number four, answer email at specific times only. 
Now everyone complains about email overload and we whine about how to handle it, but in all honesty, most people are not willing to do what is necessary to get it under control. Why? Because we secretly use it as a procrastination tool. I mean, seriously, sometimes reading email for an hour tricks you into thinking you're being more productive, even though you really just sucked away an hour of your time answering to someone else's agenda and completely ignoring your own. But here's the rule. You do not have to answer emails instantaneously. If you were in a meeting or on vacation or at the doctor, you would not be answering email two seconds after you receive it. So just stop doing that. You've got to set your time frames for answering email and reading email, depending upon your business. So three times a day is ideal, but if you're in a business where there are constant emergencies, then maybe you spend the last 15 minutes of every hour taking a quick look for any emergency situations, and then you do a bigger in-depth dive into email a few times a day. If you're serious about getting your email under control, then make sure you check out my quick online course. It's called Stop the Email Insanity. It will teach you six quick lessons on how to leverage productivity principles and technology to tame your email. It's only $47. It's easy, it's fast, it's really good, and it will help you get it under control. So if you wanna find out more about that, you can always go to my Facebook page, The Quest Source, and it's listed right on there. Last is determine your 20%. I've talked about this a lot, but it's one of those things that, again, makes perfect sense, but most people don't do. Because the real problem most people have with productivity is they just choose to focus on the wrong things. They go in and do their 80% whirlwind activities rather than the 20% that moves their business forward. And if you want freedom to do other things, you've got to change that. Now, I know that sometimes it seems like I could just get that 80% done really fast. And typically activities that are in that 80% are more fun, they're easier, but I guarantee you they never create money for you. The stuff that creates money and gives you freedom is your 20%, but the 20% is not always the fun stuff. When I was a kid, every Saturday, my mom had a list of chores my siblings and I had to finish before we were allowed to go play. And of course, this is in the days when, you know, you could just go knock on your neighbor's door and ask them to come out and play and everything didn't have to be scheduled. So knowing that I was going to have my list of chores, my number one goal on Saturday morning was to finish my chores as soon as possible so I could have the rest of the day to play. Now, my little sister was a little bit of a different story. <laughs> she would procrastinate her chores until lunchtime and then she'd have less time to play in the afternoon. And I never quite understood that. Because if you want to get your desires in life, you got to suck it up and do the yucky stuff. There's no other way around it. So with that being said, your mantra really needs to be, you do not earn the right to do anything else until your top 20% activities are completed. There are no exceptions to that rule. If you want to be successful, reach your goals, have more time for fun stuff, don't be a wimp. The sooner you get your 20% done, the more freedom you receive. It really is that simple. So that's it. That's my list of productivity practices to focus on. I would suggest you write these down. You keep these front and center in your life so you can make sure you execute, you know, post them on a wall or somewhere. But don't just read it. 
Don't just write the list, you've got to execute because techniques and ideas are worthless if you don't do something with them. So this time, commit to yourself that you will take action on a list because it will give you the ultimate freedom that you desire. And in the meantime, of course, make sure you laugh a lot and learn a lot.